You have reached the voice mailbox of Game Thing Season 3 Simulators. You have 16 new messages. Sunday, the 30th of October, at 1.46 p.m. Pippin Buffer, David Walensky, uh, seem not to have reached you, but I do have the next game uh, for us to play, and it is Beam NG Drive. Uh, I don't actually know how to pronounce it. It could be Beaming Drive. Um, put briefly, it's a driving simulator, or a car simulator. Uh, with simulator being very strongly to the foreground because it's uh, a realistic physics simulator both in terms of how the vehicles uh, move and handle and in terms of what happens to them when they bump into other stuff. Uh, I will note that the developers gave us codes for this game. We didn't purchase it ourselves. Uh, and those developers are BeamNG uh, from Bremen. And they are... A pretty well. They were a small team at the beginning, so they're former developers for another car-oriented game called Rigs of Rods, um, which also used a kind of serious physics simula simulation approach to uh, a driving game. And this team kind of, I guess, broke away, uh, wanting to improve on it and wanting to make a commercial uh, product. So the history is that they started out in CryEngine. I'm sort of assuming that's what Rigs of Rods was based on, uh, and switched over to Torque 3D, which is an engine I've kind of roughly heard of, uh, but don't know much about. Maybe we can learn about it a little bit. And all this began in 2011, so a long time ago. This is 11 years ago. Uh, they released a tech demo in late 2013 uh, to Acclaim, and they were Steam Early Access as of 2015. So still, this is a, it's, it's an old game, uh, but it's one of those games, and I think this is interesting too, right? It's one of those games that just keeps being updated. So the .26 release was in June of this year, uh, this year being 2022. So development is ongoing. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of what I'm interested in here, I'm mostly I'm, I'm interested in it because it's a really hardcore form of simulation, which is physics simulation, and physics simulation is absolutely central to contemporary video games, or many, many of them that, that people will know about. So unpacking the name pretty much tells us about the physics here. So NG uh, in the BeamNG drive stands for Next Generation, because uh, it's, it's cool like that. It's like Star Trek. Um, the drive probably stands for driving, because it's about cars, <laughs> just in case you were wondering. And importantly, the beam at the beginning uh, is a clue to the kind of physics that they're using. Uh, because instead of rigid body physics, which is what most games use, where things are kind of like relatively blocky shapes, like a, you know, a cube or something that can bump into stuff, uh, this is soft body physics, where things are modeled in terms of nodes, which are little points of mass and beams, which are things that join the nodes together. Uh, in physics, you would often call them springs. And so the idea is that the model of a car is actually this sort of network of nodes and springs all linked together, and it's incredibly CPU-intensive, but it allows for very, very realistic deformations and simulation of things like cars, uh, where, you know, you literally rotate the axle and it rotates the wheels and the car moves. Uh, as they said in an interview with IGN, I think back in 2012, 
Um, there are only very simple entities that are simulated in our physics core. These are mass points, nodes in our parlance, and connections between them, beams. That's it. We do not have one line of code describing how a car should behave. So let's play this. I don't actually know how to drive in real life, though. Do you, David? Sunday, the 30th of October, at 4.03 p.m. Hey, Pippin. Uh, sorry, I missed your call. And I am super glad that you picked Beam NG Drive, because uh, I know it's sort of been in contention for this season, and I know, uh, as all seasons do, our current one is coming to a close. Although I guess depending on how quickly we go through this, the game will get the benefit of our literally getting an extra hour a week from today, so I plan to be playing Beam NG Drive a week from today at 2 a.m. to take advantage of that. And answer your question, yes, I do know how to drive, though I haven't had a license in years. Uh, I let it lapse because increasingly I live in cities uh, where it doesn't make sense to own one, and also as a freelancer, the payments <laughs> don't make sense to take on. Um, but yes, at, 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 there was a time in my life where, yes, I was driving uh, proudly. And so, I mean, I have some frame of reference, I guess, of like what this thing that we're going to be simulating is truly like, uh, but probably not in the way we're going to be experiencing in this game, because I don't think they're going to have uh, commuting in Beam NG Drive, although I don't know for sure what it's like, and we'll find out. And uh, <laughs> I thought NG <laughs> in the name of this stood for engine. So we're going to have to do some investigation uh, there along with everything else, and uh, I'm dimly aware of soft body physics. Uh, I've sort of always thought of it as a bit as like ASMR for visuals, so instead of coming in through your ears, it's just something oddly pleasing for the eyes, and uh, I mean, for example, like my most recent uh, collision with it is uh, there's like a series of videos of soft body Tetris with shapes sort of going all wibbly wobbly in disturbing upsetting ways that the, that the rigid pieces with 90 degree angles usually uh, well it never never can and uh, no so I mean I'm super glad that we're doing this because uh, I think for me this is sort of more in line with what I traditionally think of as the simulator genre uh, implying, which is like really complicated mechanical stuff going on, systems stacked on systems stacked on systems, and me as the player coming in not understanding how to do anything anything at all for a while, maybe if I'm luckily, luckily slowly finding my way, and uh, I think it's going to be an interesting lens, because I know physics is so important to modern games, I mean, especially in 3D games, but usually physics means, like, collision and the harm you can do or can be done to you, so I'm wondering, like, in a soft physics context, just, you know, what other insights into what presence and navigating a 3D plane, like, what else it can mean in a game context, and I'm interested in the, the dissonance through the simulator lens and the IRL experience. And I should say, like, there's a bit of, there's more to it than that, than just theory. Like, I was reading that, like, people in the film industry have used BMNG Drive to model vehicle stunts. 
to sort of prototype it and test it before they destroy a real car. So I don't know, maybe this is all going to be about destruction. But I see on Steam, Beeman, G Drive, uh, the game promises this simulator is, quote, capable of doing just about anything. So I'm curious to see if that's true, what that means, and, of course, our comparing notes. So let's uh, rev our engines, sir. See you on the other side. Monday, the 31st of October, at 2.46 p.m. Hey, David, it's Pippin calling you from Montreal, uh, like usual. I started playing BeamNG Drive uh, in earnest. I should say, full disclosure, I played it a fair bit with my son Felix in the free roam mode, um, just because he likes cars and he likes choosing the cars, uh, choosing the color especially, uh, and then getting bored of the cars and choosing a new car, uh, and often asks me to crash cars into the water, uh, which is a history we have from playing Teardown a lot together as well. Uh, so that's my sort of prior experience of this game, is car selection and car in water action. Today, uh, I played for a while with the objective of just kind of seeing all of the key modes that the game offers. So there's free roam, uh, there's a campaign mode, uh, which is a series of challenges. There are scenarios, which are kind of individual challenges. There is a bus driving <laughs> section. Uh, there's a light runner kind of Tron light cycle simulation with cars, and there are time trials. There are a couple of other things, but those are the kind of the play-oriented parts. Um, and I think that the thing I've found interesting thus far, um, moving away from free roam and into these more structured experiences, is the way that the game is kind of scaffolding um, a way to think about and experience the underlying physics simulation, which is ultimately the star of the show, right? So there are these game modes that give you these little challenges, like crash this car off a cliff or into these blocks or onto this other car. Uh, and what they're really doing is giving you a chance to see some of the implications of a sophisticated physics uh, simulation by giving you some of the moving parts instead of making you come up with it uh, yourself. So sort of, what if you tried this uh, kind of thing? And then along with that, at least in some of the modes, it takes care of some of the more cinematic aspects of that too. So it will trigger a camera angle at a particular moment, trigger slow motion at a particular moment, so you can kind of enjoy uh, the drama, especially of, of crashing, I suppose. So uh, just as an example, the first level of the senseless destruction campaign, which I went through, it just involves driving a car off a cliff. Um, but even that, I thought, really engaged me with some of the questions of physics that exist in the game. So you're, you're trying to damage the car as much as possible and get it to sort of fly down the cliff as far as possible, um, which is a fairly simple task, but there are some small physical um, simulation-oriented things like it. It turned out, for me at least, that you would want to accelerate to the edge of the cliff and then turn your car before reaching it so that you could initiate a kind of... Uh, sideways roll that would allow you to get further along uh, than if you just went straight off the cliff because you would tend to nosedive and stop fairly quickly. Um, so the, in these ways, you know, the game is really encouraging you to think about how how physics is um, and putting you in conversation with that through the simulation. Um, so I think there's, there's a huge amount to unpack. One of the biggest things I want to keep talking about as we go is the idea that in this game... 
physics is the design language. Uh, when they're trying to design something for you to experience, they have to design it physically um, rather than through some kind of code level. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, are you behind the wheel yet? Um, if so, please remember 10 and 2. Good luck out there. Monday, the 31st of October at 6.04 p.m. Monday, the 31st of October at 11.57 p.m. Hey, Pippin. Uh, I am behind... I was going to say behind bars, but maybe with the way I've been driving, that would be appropriate. Uh, I've logged about 30 minutes uh, behind the wheel in Beam NG Drive, uh, just enough to know I don't know what I'm doing yet, and that I'm rather dangerous, but don't seem to be as dangerous as uh, the game is spurring me on to be. So, uh, yeah, let's try to because we have such freedom and there's so much, you know, wanton destruction encouraged or just, you know, cars were selected as the best object because they're so complicated to convey uh, what physics means and its implications. And uh, I think there's also like, well, in an arcade sim racer, you, you got to be really skilled to you know, navigate a single turn or to find your way back when you get off the track, uh, you know, onto a, a dirt road or grass or anything that's not the beaten path that's paved and provided for you. Uh, it's so difficult to get back on there and to do so smoothly and uh, to do it without wibbly-wobbly destroying or really damaging your, your vehicle. Um, and it's really telegraphed when you start any of these modes in any of the tracks it tells you distinctly all of the things it's loading in and the environment and the car and just all the parts that are there and all the assembly that's there for you to presumably uh, you're certainly not going to be able to keep track but you're going to be aiming to be uh, crowbarring these things apart with physics or finding interesting interactions. So I haven't found too much that is mind-blowing yet because I'm still sort of trying to understand how you drive well and all the different things, both literally under the hood with the car, but literally under the hood, well, maybe not literally, but you know what I mean, uh, under the metaphorical hood of the simulator of, uh, you know, there's like a radial menu you can bring up at any point of, uh, you can mess with the AI, you can bring traffic in, you can connect objects, you can uh, <laughs> press a button and all of the parts of the car will f fall off and fall apart and you'll see car doors fall off and you'll be told the engine is ruptured and... Uh, you know, I played a bit, I saw some of what you were talking about. I played in a drag race mode against an AI competing car. And for some reason this really heartened me and it cheered me that as much as I'm struggling, the computer itself also crashed and burned. Uh, and in this drag race it was just trying to go straight 
And that's been my experience always with more simulator-type driving games is I can barely get around. And so seeing the AI crash and burn and then causing me to crash and burn uh, made me feel like, okay, something's going on here. And I don't know fully what, but I have a feeling it's going to take a long time to just get beyond scratching the surface. So hopefully you're driving more safely than I am. It seems 10 and 2 is just sort of where you embed your knuckles to make sure you uh, <laughs> don't get thrown free, uh, you know, crashing through the windshield yourself. So, all right, let me know where you're at. Tuesday, the 1st of November at 4.43 p.m. Hey, babe. I mean, David. <laughs> uh, it's me. I missed you, obviously, once again. Um, I've kind of, I think I want to. I think I want to push back on the idea that BMNG Drive is necessarily uh, about or focused on destruction. Uh, and I think there's there's a good amount of evidence that they're deploying this very interesting, very accurate, um, I suppose, physical simulation as much to the dynamics of how cars work um, as much as they are to how cars can be made not to work uh, by smashing into things. Um, thinking about, you know, things as, as deeply simulated as the axle spinning to rotate the wheels, for example. Uh, and the way that the cars in the game are physically constructed uh, with engines and, and all of their bits and pieces actually, you know, working um, all the way to the dynamics of, uh, you know, the frame of a car flexing when you when you turn a corner and so on. There's just there's a lot going on here. Um, and I, I think at the moment I really see the, the overall game as this encouragement to think about the physical nature of the world through the lens of cars. Uh, as you said, maybe cars are just a, a really good compromise between complexity um, and sort of the ability to be simulated uh, in this kind of situation. So I think the game makes me think about the physical uh, a lot, the idea of material. Uh, so I played a bunch more today. Uh, one of the things I got to do was a kind of distance trial where you, you're in a, in a truck and you've got no, no brakes, no gas, uh, no gears, so you just go down a hill and you just steer, and the idea is to go as far as you can around corners and so forth. And it felt so much like it was helping me to think about not just cars per se, but the nature of, of physical reality and the contact that we have uh, with the world. So one of the big things that you needed to do, and the, and the game suggests, is that you often need to drive onto rougher parts at the side of the road to slow down, Maybe you tactically kind of bounce off the side of a wall or a railing to, again to slow down and control uh, your speed and trajectory. And all of these interactions between you and the physical world represented in the game via the, the physical car um, builds up the system that you become more and more integrated with, uh, which makes me want to talk about uh, cybernetics. But maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And <laughs> Don't feel like I have time right now. And I feel like there's like that's what the game is to some extent, is this being drawn into a physical system and that you're drawn in more and more interestingly because of the nature of the underlying simulation um, and its attention to detail. 
Um, another thing I do want to talk about, and maybe if you haven't done this already, you could jump in uh, a bus and do some of the bus routes. I drove around Italy today in a bus, um, and it made me think of all kinds of things about this game, from the importance of the graphics uh, settings that you play on, uh, the nature of traffic in the world, um, the ability to discern the shape and size of the bus when you're in the first-person view, uh, learning to be the bus, right? So cybernetics again, um, and the idea of driving as a kind of athletics. Um, gosh, you know, the game makes me think. What are you? What are you thinking, David? Tuesday, the first of November at eight fifteen p.m. Hey, hey, babe, back. You're quite the bodacious babely duo. Uh, so what am I thinking? I'm thinking I still haven't managed to log any more time on BeamNG Drive yet, but uh, I want to hear more about what you have to say about cybernetics, and I can sort of free associate. Uh, I mean, it makes me think of an interview I did forever ago with a fiction writer or novelist for my interview series, and he got to talking, and he's the only one who said this uh, out of 500-some, uh, not nearly as much as the uh, doctor of alter ego, of course, uh, interviews that I've done. Um, yeah, there was this author who was talking about how video games just in general freak him out because they feel like an uh, inevitable uh, stepping stone on the road to the singularity. Uh, so maybe a little bit of what you said or are thinking is wrapped up in that. Maybe you don't feel quite so alarmed as uh, this author talking to me uh, seemed to feel. But I actually tried the bus um, commuter simulator because when I first started talking about this game, I was like, well, I don't think this is going to have uh, commuting in it, will it? And I only played that in, in so much as to... Uh, it was the first thing I played, and... I only played enough of it to be super confused about how to go on the route that I was going for. And uh, I guess on Steam Deck, it's not quite up to the task of importing in traffic with this, uh, you know, with all the switches turned on on the traffic's AI. But I did notice uh, there's no person in the driver's seat. And... Yeah, I, 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 you know, I agree with everything you're saying about pushing back on it being about violence. But there's this thing that that also made me think of, of all that worked, all the work that went into when shooters began. Um, you know, first-person shooters started deploying blood and gore. So, like, I think it may have been like Goldeneye or something. Uh, well, comparatively, maybe not so long ago, but today sure feels like a long time ago that era of games when shooters started to have, you know, you would shoot a thing and then blood would uh, stain the walls around it. And those were all like distinct things that had to be put into the game. It's sort of the ultimate, you know, any aspect of like a film, if it's well done, you're not really like being distracted by the lighting. You just sort of notice that it, it complements and supplements and also it's complementary uh, to everything. So, I mean, in a way, that was sort of reminding me of Beam NG Drive and what you were saying and how sort of like, you know, the um, tracks 
in the snow uh, is the violence or is all the things falling off of the car. But the road ahead and sort of the contrasting beauty is for all those things to fall apart that you watch fall apart, uh, they had to all fit together pretty distinctly and uh, satisfyingly. So let's talk a little bit more about cybernetics and BD. All right, I'll talk to you later, babe. Bye. Wednesday, the 2nd of November at 4.40 p.m. Hello? Oh, is this the machine again, huh? Well, <clears throat> the it's Pippin. The... The singularity, eh? I didn't actually see that coming, but I, I can see how there's a relationship there in terms of um, kind of small, knowable pieces adding up to something so complex it's effectively magic um, in the comparison between artificial intelligence, uh, obviously, and the idea of sort of simulated neurons and then um, equally the nodes and beams that exist in BeamNG and somehow add up to this incredibly realistic uh, physics. Uh, but enough of the AI apocalypse. <laughs> uh, let's talk about cybernetics at least a little. Maybe that's another kind of apocalypse. I don't know. Um, just to gloss it, um, I'm no expert, but the idea of cybernetics is that it's a way of thinking that relies on um, the idea of systems that work through feedback. Um, so often that would be in terms of a human and a machine operating together to create a cybernetic system, uh, but it's not necessarily just that. Nonetheless, video games are quite a good example, right, because they do have this idea of feedback loops uh, where there is some output from the game. Maybe your car starts to skid out on the road, for example, um, because you over-accelerated, uh, so there's that output, and then your input is kind of a response to the output, which is to counter-steer or do something else. Um, and then there's further output that is the response to your input, you input back into the system and so forth. Um, and that's a feedback loop, and that's a cybernetic system. And I think that BeamNG is a, is a really rich example, because I, like obviously all video games have that idea of input-output, right? They're interactive. Um, but I think BeamNG, and maybe this is the thing that keeps capturing me about the game, um, it's a very rich um, feedback loop. It's a very rich system because I suppose that the complexity that emerges from the underlying simulation leads to these very diverse kinds of feedback loops and very rich feedback loops. Um, and if I return to that... Um, that part of the Rocky Start campaign that I talked about in my last message where you're guiding uh, a truck down a hill and down sort of turns and so forth with no gas, no brakes, only steering. Um, it's actually a very appropriate example of cybernetics um, because the word cybernetics is a, is a neologism that comes from the Greek uh, word for a pilot or the person who steers a ship. Um, and the idea there was... Um, that this is a good characterization of cybernetics, um, this idea of feedback loops, because steering ships is this sort of very ancient, very complicated and rich uh, feedback loop system, right? And maybe driving a car is the thing now. Um, so the feedback that you get in BeamNG, you know, it's so varied, you know, the sound of the engine, what it's doing, the sound of your tires on the road, the visual of, of tire tread on the road, a bumper may be dislodging and dragging on the ground, the sway of the car's frame, uh, the feel of the car may be pulling left because there's a damaged wheel. 
on and on and on, um, emerging from the physical simulation and telling you so much about what's happening that you need to react to. Um, so I really recommend uh, to, to you, David, as I assign you homework, really have a go at the Rocky Stark campaign specifically and try and merge with that cybernetic system because there's so much to say here. Uh, the system is much bigger than just you know you and the car. Um, there's the graphics settings, the frame rate, the controller, the processor. I'm curious about the Steam Deck in this context, you know? So go forth and feel the power of beams and nodes. Thursday, the 3rd of November at 9.58 p.m. The power of beams compels you, Pippin. Hi, this is David. So I did my homework. <laughs> like all good boys do. And now I deserve fudge. And <laughs> uh, I, no, I finally um, at a point with my travels where I was able to sit still and uh, play a, a digital game where I'm breaking digital things all the time. And uh, the Rocky Start mission, or I don't know what you call it, it's just sort of like a scenario where it's saying, hey, some stuff is about to go crazy because of gravity, and you're behind the wheel, and good luck, and by the way, uh, I mean, in that particular one, the goal is to see how far you can make it and not destroy <laughs> stuff, and it was sort of a transcendent, incredible experience of you're going down just... I mean, you're literally going down, and you're going down just some winding road, and you can see the road ahead uh, that's so precarious that you can fall off of, or it seems so impossible to steer as you're going down, and, you know, you see there's going to be a loop-de-loop, -loop or there's going to be a U-turn coming up, and you're just like, how am I going to be able to do this, and... uh it was just sort of this experience of like, wow, if you just take things as they come, I mean, it was sort of like a Zen meditation in a way of like, if you look at the road ahead, you're going to get super freaked out and you're not even sure how you're going to do it. But if you take it as it comes, uh, even if you have more destructive means in beam NG drive, um, even if you don't pull off the feet, you're sort of made cognizant of just yeah, all the systems working together, but it's like I saw a video the other day of a camel <laughs> climbing up a sand pit, and the way it does it is not the way you would think, uh, possibly think it might do it, which is that it sort of bends it knee, its knees and it, it crawls up, and there's just sort of this experience behind the wheel in BMNG Drive all the time of... Uh, you sort of feel like you can do the impossible and not in like a godlike way, but just if you take it part by part, you sort of realize like, oh, well, uh, things are going to be okay, maybe. And it really teaches you about finessing your intentions and not just gunning it all the time. Uh, but also, I will say that, you know, on Steam Deck, it's uh, <laughs> it's... Difficult to play for long periods on the highest settings, so from time to time I get to visit this space you're talking about, but you play for too long and it says that, like I was getting today, like over 80% of the system memory is in use, and 80% uh, of the system memory was in use as uh, I was playing on Ultra and I got a bit obsessed with the slow motion abilities, uh, 
watching damage happen from the dash cam. And then I was on some island resort environment, and I was driving cannons around a city bus and blasting it one by one with cannons just to watch the carnage. And uh, I agree, I still don't think necessarily this is about violence, but there's so many profound things you can control, like you can alter gravity and the time of day, and so much is about movement. And so I'm wondering, like, other than carness, like, what is it that is speaking to you that BMNG Drive is telling you through uh, movement? Uh, let me know in the comments below. Friday, the 4th of November, at 7.35 a.m. Friday, the 4th of November, at 4.04 p.m. Hey, it's Pippin. Um, as you know, David, the fudge is the friends you made along the way. But you said something good there. I mean, you say lots of good things. It's not surprising. I'm not trying to butter you up. But you said um, that you were learning not just to kind of gun it all the time. And that makes me think of how we learn to drive in video games much more often through games like Grand Theft Auto. That's the obvious example, right? Uh, in which you are kind of gunning it all the time, and you know at some level that all the cars are just boxes that can careen into one another, and everything's replaceable, uh, in part because everything is about the same. And BeamNG is a real... You know, as we've been discussing, it's a different order of driving, right? Uh, I think we've made that point pretty clear. And I talked in my, in my little cybernetics uh, rant about the richness of feedback, but maybe what I mean more is, and maybe this is what it's, it's telling me about movement and through its movement, is it's a rich world because of the physics. And our experience of the BeamNG world through our driving tells us about our world and what it's like to be alive uh, when we walk around or, I suppose, drive our cars. I don't drive. And it ends up almost being like an analogy to, to life itself in these strange ways that I catch myself thinking about because there's this constant engagement with physics and physical reality, which is what we do all the time uh, but don't necessarily think about. So, you know, your wheels hit the dirt at the edge of a road that has a ditch and you have a little heart attack because of the danger associated with that. Um, almost like almost twisting your ankle or something when, you, when you're walking. There's this sharpened experience of the world and its physicality that you get. Um, and just kind of becoming one with the vehicle, uh, I think, has been revelatory to me in a sort of, again, a parallel to kind of caring about your body and how it exists in the world, right? Uh, like I was doing one of the levels in Rocky Start, and uh, it was a really, it's a really rough terrain, and one of my wheels came flying off, and so I was driving on three wheels, and just the way that it disabled my car and the way I had to counter-steer and account for this different body that I had, it felt like a really powerful engagement, again, with the physical reality of that world. And again, you know, made me think about my experiences. I don't know if I have a sprained ankle in real life and I have to account for it. So I just feel like there's this real strong parallel um, with with my lived reality. Um, and it's been a while since I played it with Felix, but his favorite thing was picking the cars and their colors. 
And I wonder, have you been doing any of that kind of thing? Um, do you have pride in your vehicle, David? Thursday, the 17th of November, at 11.23 a.m. Pippin, it's David. Rumors of my death have been... I don't know, I'll have to check. I can't be sure this isn't some sort of simulation. Um... So I'm getting over a pretty nasty cold from my travels, which is not COVID, I can assure you. And this language with BMNG Drive, just listening to your message, I mean, it's 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 uh, interesting how willfully we as game players, as gamers, as individuals, as men, as people, as humans, uh, we project ourselves onto avatars just willingly so uh <laughs> you know thinking about your body moving in space a car has a chassis i mean we use all these different words and we know like these are not at all anthropomorphized cars but you know you take it as a given in a game like you give me a car to control and god damn it i'm a car um so the question about pride is interesting um especially as like my literal physical body here is <laughs> not cooperating with me uh, in real space. Um, <clears throat> mainly what I can think of is, as I've been picking back up with uh, BMNG Drive, is, you know, we sort of quickly, early on, pushed back on whether this is a game about violence or indeed <clears throat> intended to showcase violence. And then I played more, and there are just so many modes where you know, with an exclamation point, it's telling you, like, hey, destroy this car, it would be really cool, right? Um, and it is, and so I think, that, like, we can ostrich a bit and pretend it's not about violence, but I think really what, what BMNG Drive is about is is impact more than anything else, and I'd be curious to hear if you think there's really any sort of distinction there, if that's just, like, a footnote, is there an asterisk there, is that really any sort of, like, separate category this this puts it in? Because um, I do take pride in, uh, you know, trying to drive carefully. Uh, I was playing last night a mode where you're driving a bus down a hill, and suddenly it tells you, oh, there's a bomb on the bus, and you're playing the movie Speed, and... Sometimes, immediately upon the explosion, when my car drifted below 32 miles per hour, uh, it would, you know, like I would see the bus explode, and then it would say, uh, "Rescue team imminent." But it was too late for me. And <clears throat> in my heart of hearts, I mean, what I really enjoy most about BMNG Drive is like last night when I was playing, and I set the gravity to anti-Earth or reverse Earth, and this this odd car that's basically just a wire frame of a car drifts high high up in the Utah desert and I set the time to the perfect time noon or early sunset probably magic hour is more where I was setting it and I turn off reverse earth gravity I make it regular earth gravity and I switch to the driver's dashboard cam and I just watched this car tumble down to earth as if I was really doing it. And it just shatters, and it just is completely destroyed, and I don't even recognize what polygons I'm seeing from the driver's dashboard. Is this the windshield? What's going on here? I don't know, because mainly I like to just sort of watch that sort of stuff happen in slow motion. 
that I could tap left on the Steam Deck and a new car is spawned, and I just get to say, oh, I'm so glad that didn't really happen. Uh, so <laughs> what do you think is going on here, Pippin? Not with me, with BMNG Drive. Well, me too, if you think there's time. Bye. Thursday, the 17th of November, at 4.09 p.m. Hey, David. It's been a while. Uh, in case you don't recognize my voice, it's Pippin. I spent some time in the driving school in the game today, uh, and it reminds me that one of the things the game does emphasize is caution, um, both in some of the training-oriented missions that are often about getting to know cars and their cornering speeds, uh, getting used to the idea that changing directions is a dangerous thing to do in a car and that car bodies are vulnerable, uh, it also shows up in some of the tips that you see on loading screens where it tells you again about how you should start out cautious. And that idea of the vulnerability of cars, I guess, gets us back to your point about impact. Um, I'm not sure if the difference between impact and violence is the thing, but I think impact is a better word because it doesn't have negative connotations. And I think the game one of the big things that it does is express this idea of impact as a sort of potential energy and the presence of of that possibility um, is what provides a whole lot of tension into all of the activities in the game because you drive badly and there's going to be a sudden impact. <laughs> and I think that maybe one of the things that happened with BeamNG is... The impact stuff is kind of low-hanging fruit uh, for designers. It's it's easy and exciting and legible to smash a car into something, much like it's kind of easy to implement a bullet hitting somebody in a game. And so you sort of go to that because it's simple and visceral. Um, so I wonder almost like did the marketing campaign for BeamNG, which you know featured a lot of the smash-ups because. They're so easily understandable as a demonstration of the power of the physics engine in a way that just watching the chassis of a car flex um, isn't. So did it get, kind of get overemphasized um, as the story of this game? Um, and I loved your image of a car falling down into the Arizona desert and the idea of this impact as art. Uh, and in a way, you know, as we wind this up, I feel like this is one of the superpowers of simulation, right? Um, that they bring strange experiences closer to our lived experiences um, that the the fact that that car that you're in is deforming and smashing in this realistic way pulls this fantastical thing closer to reality what do you reckon get well soon friday the 18th of november at 12:16 p.m <clears throat> hey pippin uh that's a very good point i think uh you know, uh, about games, sort of in a way, one of their purposes being to bring strange experiences closer to our lived experiences. I mean, I would say that's like a big thing that, pardon the pun, drives me <clears throat> to being interested in games. But simulators specifically, I think it ratchets it up to some other degree where, because it's intended to be real, or I guess governed by our sense of reality, and I think for the most part it means like... <laughs> gravity and how things quote-unquote work um it hits different as the kids say or it's perceived as sort of stranger because we understand it's meant to be 
um, real. But what is reality? Can we get into it in the last few minutes here? Probably not. Uh, but I will say, too, that I think you know what we've both been hitting on and what you articulated uh, so well is that this game does emphasize caution. You know, I was playing... Uh, there's so many different scenarios and modes and things you can dip into. Uh, but I think what it's all pointing to, what I was thinking about last night, is how in my play session, you know, Beam NG Drive is a playground of fragility. You're both <laughs> encouraged to wreck. Uh, you know, you're not punished for it, but it also makes you, made me very aware anyway, of just the ways in which, as we're talking about this distinction between, you know, games and simulators, if this is a distinction that's even helpful, what I was thinking about was how Beam NG Drive has made me aware of how often quote-unquote regular video games are sort of trying to fudge your skills there's the fudge again or make you think you're more skilled than you really are i mean there's no hiding from it in beam ng drive uh there's no multitasking while driving you can't do anything else you have to really focus uh i was playing this one mode last night where uh it was how far can you get on one liter of gasoline, which I don't know what that is in, in gallons in my, my nation's unit of measurement. One liter is a nice round number, but <clears throat> in three minutes, which is how long I was able to drive, I mean, the bumper was wobbling, and it just sort of made me realize, excuse me, made me realize, like, sorry, I'm still congested and trying to hide it, which is making it worse. Uh, but in three minutes of BMNG drive, just made me think about just, like, what... <laughs> three minutes of sheer focus looks like and you know you can't you can't hide from an awareness of you know whether you're paying attention or not or whether you're um, being hasty or not so I guess you know I'll end with this one last note how's my driving <laughs> bye Pippin this is David by the way Friday the 18th of November at 1.44 p.m. Friday, the 18th of November, at 2.14 p.m. Hey, David. Uh, well, we're just a couple of minutes from home now, and it's been a great road trip with BeamNG. I really take your point about focus, Maybe that's a, another kind of watchword along with impact for this game. Focus and attention. You know, the attention to detail that's represented by the game itself and its physics engine, and then also the ways that that is reflected in the attention we have to pay to live in its world. Um, because as you said, the threshold for failure in this game is so low, um, you know. You bump a wheel against a wall and your steering is ruined and failure begets failure and every little thing uh, makes crashing your car more and more imminent until you do. <laughs> or your car just stops, uh, for that matter, mechanically. And, you know, we've talked a bit throughout about what light this game might shed on video game driving more generally. And I think it's it's clear that by favoring a totally physical simulation, a lot of that ease of use fudging uh, that you mentioned has got to go, right? Because there's nowhere to write the code 
that gently prevents you from rolling into a ditch. Uh, you just have to steer straight. Uh, and that's an amazing thing about BeamNG, but it, it's also a testament to the beauty of the driving in games like Grand Theft Auto, uh, where it's thrilling and fast and reckless and inconsequential. Uh, that's a special kind of design too, while BeamNG is all about consequences, just like physics itself. But as a final thought, uh, BeamNG ends up making me think a lot more about real cars too, uh, which is not something I normally do. Uh, because from my perspective as a pedestrian, uh, it's really hard to believe that they're all just delicate lattices of beams and nodes as they drive by, like war machines on the road. Uh, and that we're made of beams and nodes too. Uh, but now, as the GPS would say, we've reached our destination. End of messages. Thank you for calling GameFin. For more information, please hang up and dial GameFin.life. Goodbye.